Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a new partner, Arostia, a new coffee roaster based in Queens. This company was created by and is run by a huge fish fan, Andy Hollander, who hasn't caught a hold your head up since 12, 15, 95, but is definitely not bitter about it. I've had this coffee and it's really great. Andy started roasting coffee during the pandemic, taught himself, and then that turned into this label, Arostia, which launched late last year. I had a bag of the Ethiopian coffee and it was gone really quickly because I liked it so much and I drank a lot of it and I need more. The beans were grown at an altitude of 2,100 meters above sea level, which contributes to a dense bean that continues to develop its flavors after the roasting process is done. The tasting notes include apple, raisin, and caramel, and there are more coffees coming very soon. So support this fan-owned business and try the coffee today. And for Osiris listeners, there's a 10% discount code on the site. Use the code OSIRIS at checkout for 10% off your order, and stay tuned for the launch of a coffee subscription. You can order and sign up for the mailing list at arostia.com. That's A-R-O-A-S-T-I-A.com. And you can find Arostia on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, Arostia. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Hey, this is Reed Mathis. This podcast is In The Loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop.
Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to relics.com. Welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is Matt here with a quick hit for July 20th, 2018. Night one of The Gorge, the first ever three-night gorge run. I'm here with Justin from The Funyun. How's it going, Justin? It's going great. How are you today, sir? Uh, I'm doing good, although as we like to say here, not as good as you because you got to see fish last night and you got to see fish at The Gorge. Um, So we want to talk all about that. Um, Before we get into things from last night, I had um, one quick housekeeping item. Uh, This evening before uh, night two um, at about 10 o'clock East Coast time, um, in a little bit, I'm going to be heading over to RJ's house. Uh, We're going to be meeting up with Tom Marshall and the folks from Relics Magazine, and we're going to be doing um, uh, Osiris live from the couch uh, on Relics TV uh, and that's going to be um, once again streaming at about 10 o'clock you can find that by going to youtube.com slash Relics channel um, follow us on social media I'm sure you probably do uh, at uh, HF Pod and Osiris Pod and we'll be sure to get the link out to you uh, and make sure everybody's aware of that uh, but we'll have some analysis of last night's show and um, some predictions for tonight uh, and if we can stay awake then we're going to get back at it uh, at set break as well too so um, if you're up on the east coast you're looking for something to do uh, before the show starts um, be sure to uh, to, to tune in uh, we'd love to, to have you watching so um, Justin about last night it was uh, have you been to the, the gorge before I have yes okay okay so is it uh, does it and I have not been to the gorge before I'm looking forward to getting there someday um, does it lose any of its magic uh, on the return trip or is it still as wonderful as it was the first time it's still absolutely as magical. Um, there's no place in the world like this. Just to wake up surrounded by beauty and just, it's great. I mean, that view, it's, you can take a picture, but words just can't describe the way that sun comes down. And yeah, it's, it's incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, did you have any trouble getting in either like to the area or to the venue last night? Because I heard that between the the fires, uh, the wildfires, and then um, some horrible uh, security getting into the campgrounds and the venue, a lot of people were sort of inconvenienced yesterday. What what was your experience like? So we we came in on Thursday. We got stuck in the fires for sure. Um, There was about five minutes we thought we might actually be on fire because the fire was coming towards us and we were at a dead stop. But everything was cool, thankfully. Um, but it took us roughly seven hours to get here from Seattle, and that's maybe like a forty-minute break to get some supplies. Um, so that was that was tough. Uh, as far as security goes, um, I'm going to try to say this politely. It was tough. We we did, oh, first off, we didn't get checked coming in. They just let us come right in. That was fine. Um, as far as venue security last night, um, 
I believe a certain major uh, concert promoter has very much changed their policies after that horrible thing that went down in Vegas last fall. Um, and I think that's the problem. They're really searching tough. Um, last night was a tough search. Um, when I went to the Dodger Stadium for Dead & Company a few weeks ago, like they were searching in people's wallets and stuff like that. So when you're taking that long to search people, it's going to obviously greatly impact um, getting in. But yeah, a lot of people had a hard time getting in last night. We actually left kind of early. Um, and it still took us about 30 minutes at the gate. And that was probably about an hour before the show started, an hour and a half. Oh, wow. That's pretty intense. Now, did you guys have to go through metal detectors and stuff like that? Yes, there's, there's metal detectors. Okay. Um, there's no pat down, but like I think if, you, if you're not in control of yourself at the time, they're going to definitely pull you to the side and talk to you and kind of check your pockets and whatever. Um, this was, I say, it's, Gorge was not as bad as Dodgers Stadium, but I think... Um, I think that concert promoter I won't name is definitely um, keeping us safer, so to speak. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's, I guess, word to, to the wise for people heading in tonight uh, and, and probably for the rest of the tour uh, just to uh, get in extra early and um, you know, Absolutely. Be, be aware of what's going on. So awesome. So, so when you get in, um, what's, your, what's your spot in the gorge? Do you like to, to get down close to the band or take it in from up top and, and absorb the view? Um, that's a complicated question. Uh, without giving away too many trade tickets, I usually start on top, um, and then around the middle of the first set, once the sun's kind of come down enough, then I'll kind of sink down. Um, I know some people complain, um, it's been really windy here this weekend, so if you're up on the lawn, there's going to be times where obviously the wind's going to blow, you might lose some sound, um, which sucks, but obviously it's out of the band's control. But to see that sunset and just be out in such beauty, you know. It's, it's well worth it. But like I said, once, you know, the sun kind of goes down, then I kind of slowly sneak down and uh, find a spot a bit closer. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's interesting about the wind. I don't know if you guys could tell from, in, you know, where you were sitting, but on the webcast, we could see that when the band walked out on stage. Um, there must have been some sort of like a huge gust of wind because Trey almost got blown over and kind of was like laughing about it, um, you know, right when he was trying to put his, his guitar on. Um, so um, I, I'll tell you, you know, I was watching from the couch. I thought that last night was a phenomenal show, uh, especially for so early in the tour. There was a couple of really deep jams. What was your overall impression? I thought last night was fantastic. That's I live in Los Angeles, so that's you know why I take vacation time and you know go whatever it is nine hundred miles from home to see this band. Like the playing was just great all around. Um, like one of my highlights, like for example, like Rogue. Um, that Rogue jam was just just incredible. The way that kind of Mike passed it off to Trey, and yeah, there wasn't. I'll say the opener was kind of weird, but after that, like everything was. Was great. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, I, I think the, uh, the the short Trey trio uh, run that happened a couple weeks ago was definitely good. Trey seems to be in really good playing form, and um, I think some of the stuff he was doing with that trio is definitely uh, impacting what he's doing here. A lot of these like first set jams that are you know relatively straightforward by fish uh, measurements, um, but a little bit closer to what he might do with the trio. But taking something like simple in the first set and opening it up um, the way that it it did. Uh, that was a, definitely a highlight jam. Um, what you mentioned the rogue, which uh, I, I saw lots of pictures, and we could see on the webcast, you know, the the sunset going on there. Um, what else stuck out to you in the the first set? In the first set, um, like you said, that that simple definitely 
caught me off guard. Um, I really liked, too, the sand. I thought, like, just the energy going into that at that point was awesome. Um, and one thing that makes me laugh, too, is, like, I think especially Mike gets it in a certain time. Like, Roque was great, but it was kind of soft. And the crowd was, like, down. So, like, when they – I think it was right that they went to the poor heart. And it's just, like, a quick boom, like, back on your feet, like, give the energy back. Like I said, the whole thing was just, just brilliantly played. Awesome. Awesome. So then um, set two, they come out with uh, Chalk Dust Torture, uh, which went uh, really long, I think about 24 or 25 minutes um, into My Friend, My Friend. There was a big jam in uh, Fuego, was, was pretty nice. Um, and then the light later. Uh, so it was, it was uh, Chalk Dust, My Friend, Fuego, Sparkle, Haley's Comet, which was uh, unfortunately, um, I thought they were gonna they were gonna go for it there because they were kind of having a little fun and laughing around uh, some missed lyrics and stuff. But they they jumped right into light there, waste and then rock and roll. So um, how how did the the second set play out for you? It was it was great. Um, I think people who follow the funny on Twitter at least know I'm a massive metalhead. Um, so like my friend, my friend is whenever that comes up, like I'm happy. That's just you know when fish are the further heaviest. What also um, this will sound crazy, um, but this is why we all go see fish. Like I'm a huge fan of Sparkle, and for me. Um, it, it, it's like a metal song but they don't have enough distortion uh, the way it gets kind of like fast like you know when Trey plays it and maybe it was wind but like where we were like there's a part I just like love when Trey just rips it up kind of that solo and I said it's very it's almost like Carrie King of Slayer-ish just without the distortion um, and he didn't play it like he like kind of page tease it and he was just kind of like letting Paige take the lead more and like he just kind of put some space around it and I'm like Trey like a this is funny, the bigger fish thing. I know Trey's tone is way heavier than it's ever been this summer, and uh, I welcome that. So I'm like, you have this heavy tone, you've been crushing it all night, and then you get to this solo that I love, and like you kind of don't play it, and let like, Paige kind of tease it. And I'm like, that's why I love fish, because like they 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 kind of troll you in the greatest of ways when you expect something, and they're like, where it is, like oh, and they change it. So it was great. So Sparkle Paper was a highlight, and like correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think it's a ton of second set sparkles. I I can't think of a ton. So how that kind of came up, I thought was neat too. Just like the simple in the first set. Right, 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 right. Yeah, some um, good placement. You know, Ghost in the first set the other night. Uh, seems like they're willing to, to break out of the mold a little bit. And that's definitely disappointing that they uh, they let down the, the biggest Sparkle fan uh, with the, this, the version of Sparkle. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a letdown. It's just, and that's the thing about Fish. Like, you expect you expect the unexpected. And, like, the fact that they can do that, and you're just, I'm just like, really, dude? But, like, that's what makes you great. And that's why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, um, and then we had the the tube into Golgi uh, Encore. Um, uh, you know, pretty pretty decent tube. Nice to get uh, that and Golgi uh, in the Encore together. Um, I think, and it was also uh, kind of cool. I thought to, to have the two two of the science songs uh, lumped together uh, in the Encore. So, um, what else? Uh, it's funny that you think of a tube as a science song, and I get you. I mean, you're right because um, as a resident of Los Angeles, I just see it as like a road rage song. Uh, there, see there. <laughs> Yeah, see, it's just personal experience. My my wife's a scientist, so the science stuff just winds up sticking out to me uh, over the, the LA stuff. But that's uh, that's pretty funny. Um, so so what else about last night? I mean, what uh, what was your over, overall impression? And um, you know, like what uh, what are you expecting for tonight? I mean, this at the bar, like high. I feel last night. It's just a sense of like, um, like when they're on, they're on, and like that's the thing with it. Maybe tonight's gonna be an off night, but I mean. I expect the moon, honestly. Like I, you know, 
We're here for th it's a first three day run for fish at the gorge. I mean, this place has got good energy. People are pumped. Crowd was rocking last night. Didn't matter if you're in the back of the lawn or front row. Like, you know, just there's something truly magical about this place. And uh, you know, no matter how long it took us to get here this weekend, or um, you know whether all the chairs are blown down in the campsite when you get back, like it's just good. So I expect. I expect awesomeness. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. I think uh, I think we're in for a good night tonight, especially because, uh, as as we both kind of pointed out, this is the first time they don't have to go anywhere after a second night of the gorge, so they can spread it out a little bit and get ready for for Sunday. Um, I personally, I saw a, a big improvement uh, over Tahoe. Not that the Tahoe shows shows were bad or anything like that, but um, the, the they seem to ramp up pretty quickly. Uh, you know, by this third show of the tour um, and, and stretching out into some really nice jams. Um, for me particularly, I love the, the chalk dust torture and the uh, the light. I thought were both just phenomenal in the second set. Um, uh, and, and, and that's simple in the first set. So um, if we were to uh, share a little bit for the listeners, what do you think, uh, what jam do you think we should highlight uh, for a quick hit here? I'm torn between two. One is that Rogue, which I mean, like I said, for me, that was just like, just beautiful. And, uh, you know, the sun setting. I also loved when Trey... You know, give a shout out to Cactus and Yamar, and then Mike played that just—I don't know what you want to call it—solo or whatever, and it was just, just perfect. So either of those is fine for me. Yeah, you know what? I forgot about that part of Yamar. That was that was pretty cool at the end. So maybe we'll uh, we'll drop a little bit of that in. And um, we will thank you, Justin, for uh, for helping us out here and reporting live from the the gorge. Um, and uh, people can thank find you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's difficult when you're out there in your fish weekend to connect back with the real world. We really appreciate it. Um, folks can find you uh, on Twitter at the Funyun, correct? That's us. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Justin, uh, have a great rest of the weekend. We'll catch up with you soon. The rest of our listeners, uh, enjoy a little taste of the Yamar. Um, check us out tonight, youtube.com slash relics channel. Uh, we'll, we'll get the links out there to everybody. It'll be in the show notes and whatnot. Uh, and we will talk to you tomorrow for another quick hit. Thank you. Thank you.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.